Hello and welcome back to Seen Any Good Films Lately. I'm your host, Jason Solomons, so join me as we begin a third season of the film podcast that talks to star guests about their movie loves, past and present, and that gives you the latest news and reviews about what you'll want to watch. It's awards season, and here on Seen Any Good Films Lately, we'll follow the nominations, the ceremonies and the winners all the way up to the Oscars on March the 27th to give you an insight from every aspect of filmmaking. So let's get the season started with some of the latest awards winners and nominees. It was just such a big celebration for us, you know, such a huge recognition. I just like screamed down from the from the top of my where my room is. I'm like, I won! Tarantino teach the to all the directors in the world how to use the music in the movies. Yeah. You heard snippets there of Celeste Bell and Nell Barlow, both winners at the very recent Biffa Awards, the British Independent Film Awards for Best Documentary and for Breakthrough Performance. We'll hear more from Celeste and Nell. Plus, you heard from the Italian maestro Paolo Sorrentino, three times nominated at the European Film Awards this weekend in Berlin, December the 12th, including for Best Film, Best Director and Best Screenplay, all for his marvellous Neapolitan memoir, The Hand of God. We'll hear from all of them after I fill you in on the burning question. Seen any good films lately? Well, I certainly have. They come thick and fast this time of year. So because we had a little break between season two and season three, just to fill you in on the ones that you really have to catch up with. Obviously, West Side Story. I absolutely loved it. It's the film that's out now. You can go to it. It's a Christmas treat before the cinemas kind of, you know, force mask wearing or whatever, or or, or make you scared of going. That's the treat to go for, for all the family. I thought it was brilliant. You know, what they did was not muck it up. Steven Spielberg's version, very faithful to what you would see as a great stage production. But it's got some novelties on it. It's got some new bits, new script by Tony Kushner that really gives some background information to some of the characters like Tony. Uh, and Doc has been changed into Rita Moreno, giving it that sort of link with the past film. I've always loved West Side Story. I loved it just as much here. And, you know, you can muck a classic up. Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth, for example. Macbeth's always good. It isn't when Joel Cohen mucks it up, even with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. So Spielberg not mucking it up is a great tribute to the musical Leonard Bernstein, the lyrics of the late Stephen Sondheim. I absolutely adored it. Tennis fans are well catered for at the big screen at the moment. There's King Richard, which I thought Will Smith was great in. I love the kids playing Venus and Serena Williams. I love the wife or a scene played by Anjanou Ellis. I love the the little punchy Miami, Florida coach, Rick Macy, played by John Berntal. I thought he was terrific in it. Really enjoyed King Richard, the story of the rather eccentric Richard Williams uh, shepherding his daughters to world number one status and all-time greatest players ever glory. Really interestingly done. I really liked the film. Uh, I wasn't expecting to, so a nice surprise. Where are we practicing today, Daddy? Yeah, where are we practicing today? Well, we're going someplace special today. These houses are huge. Yes, that one looks like a castle. You all like these houses? Yes. So that one looks like a white house. Which one? Which one you like? What's your favorite? I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's nice. If that was my house, mm-hmm. I'd put a pool in the front and a slide on the roof. 
Don't put your crew in the front. Party, and everybody's gonna want to come to my house. Oh, you just gonna be the crazy lady on the block. Oh, I want to be the coolest person on the block. That one has a tennis court. Oh, that's the one then. That's the one. You gonna have any one of these houses you want. Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills, any of these old hills. Because you got a plan and you're going to stick to it. As a little boy, my mom used to say, son, the most strongest, the most powerful, the most dangerous creature on this whole earth is a woman who know how to think. Ain't nothing she can't do. Y'all know how to think? Yes, Daddy. And almost as a companion piece to that, uh, on the sort of black ghetto, coming out the black ghetto tennis courts and making it into the white world of tennis. It is Citizen Ash, a documentary about Arthur Ashe, which I discussed with uh, my sports journalist mate Nick Callow on my radio show on Totally Wired Radio. Um, really sober documentary about this very upright black man who made it in the white world, won Wimbledon, still the only black man to win Wimbledon singles. Um, extraordinary. And then his sort of advocacy against apartheid, his his sort of standing up for civil rights in a very upright manner. Interesting film, Citizen Ash, out now. Uh, what we missed, great fun, was Pirates, the film by Reggie Yates, which puts three young Londoners in their yellow Peugeot going around town on New Year's Eve 1999, trying to get into the best party of the century, Millennial Eve. I uh, really enjoyed it. Great fun. Great UK garage in there. MC Luck, DJ Neat, all of that. Gabrielle by uh, Roy Davis Jr. with Pevin Everett on the vocals. Great tunes. Good jokes. Really enjoyed it. Top London film, Pirates. That's us. That poster, that's us. Tonight, we're going twice as nice at flipping Club Coliseum. Look at Yeah, we're starting a new millennium of poor dukes and a flipping PlayStation. Ooh, FIFA tournament. Not tonight, kid. Tonight, getting into that party is the only thing that matters. Caps, if you and your big brain can make it happen, I'll get Sophie. If I get Sophie... See, I'm not such a boob. Anything could happen after that, I wouldn't care. But this isn't just any new year. It's the new year. Anyone who's anyone is going to be there. And I'm going to be there. We're going to be there. Look, whatever happens to Sophie, I'm starting the year 2000 at twice as flipping nice with my best mates. You want the same thing, right? Look, I know you're not asking me, yeah. For what it's worth, I do. Yeah, I want things to be nice. Twice. You do too, innit, Cap? Caps. I'm in. Also out, Petite Maman from Celine Sciamma. Celine Sciamma, I think one of the great filmmakers of the moment, perhaps the most important filmmaker around. She's done so much to address the bias in filmmaking, uh, the female slanted at bias uh, that she has redressed is quite extraordinary. And the year that we've had with female filmmakers winning at Cannes and at Venice and at the Oscars would not have been possible without the trailblazing work that Celine Sciamma has done politically and in her work, films like Bond de Fille, um, which is uh, Girlhood, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Both brilliant, brilliant pieces of work. She's back with another film, Petite Maman, much smaller in scope than those, but still no less beguiling and no less important. A film about a little girl who spookily meets another little girl who may or may not be her mum. 
it, it, the fact that it so sounds so strange but isn't strange when you watch it is what's great about Petite Maman by Celine Sciamma. I thoroughly recommend that one. Uh, 72 minutes, perfectly formed. I wrote a big piece about Celine in the New European uh, and I think she's a terrific, terrific filmmaker and perhaps one of the most important filmmakers working today. Petite Maman, big recommendation. And finally, I'm sure people have been talking about it, House of Gucci. Is it worth seeing? Yes, it is. It's good campy fun. I want it to be more campy fun, but you've got Jared Leto and um, Michael Corleone. You've got Al Pacino giving it very large Italian in this. I mean, you know, like I like this Italian, I like this. Uh, we'll see a bit later in the show uh, how proper Italian is done by Paolo Sorrentino in the hand of God. But, you know, for Mickey taking fashionista Italiano, House of Gucci is right there, directed by Ridley Scott, perhaps it would have been better directed by someone like Luca Guadagnino. Would have been great, you know, really giving it the campy fashion. But in the middle of it, oh, you've got Lady Gaga as the woman who comes into this dynasty and sort of screws things up for him because she's kind of like with her base kind of brash ways. I liked it. I liked House of Gucci. It may be a bit long. I enjoyed it. Lots of good music. Great if you like vintage fashion. Great if you like vintage cars, Porsches, um, the Ferraris, Maseratis. Great if you like luxury and excess. I thought it was really well done in the House of Gucci. And, you know, definitely two glasses of Prosecco, House of Gucci, good Christmas treat. Those are the quick recommendations of the films that I've seen lately. And so to the Biffers, the curtain raiser for awards season here in the UK. Uh, And it's, I suppose it's the sort of green light for a gathering of the independent film industry, which here in Britain is almost all of the film industry. I was there Sunday night down at Old Billingsgate and really good fun it was to see everyone after so long. After Love carried off six awards, which is a lot of awards. It's directed by Alim Khan. Um, He was up on the stage a lot getting awards. Joanna Scanlon, who also stars in this film, got an award for Best Actress. Well deserved. She plays a woman who, uh, when her husband suddenly dies, discovers he's got another life. He's a a, a Muslim. She marries him. She's a white Muslim woman. Uh, But she discovers he's got another life in France. He's a ferry driver from Dover to Calais. Uh, and um, and he's he's got this dual life, so he, she, it's a film about that dual duality, and as it was Muslim and white, uh, about religion and secular, about France and England, about uh, Brexit and non-Brexit. Very interesting film, very well done. Congratulations to Alim Khan. We've had him on the show. Do catch up with him uh, on our previous episodes. But it was great to see two other winners up there on the stage: Celeste Bell, who made the wonderful documentary Polystyrene. I am a cliche about her mother, who's the lead singer of the punk band X-Ray Specs. So I was really pleased uh, for her to win uh, a couple of awards. And actress Nell Barlow, who won the Breakthrough Award for her performance in Sweetheart, the British coming-of-age film, for which we've already featured director Marley Morrison um, and co-starring as Nell's mum, Joe Hartley, on the show. So we had a lot of Sweetheart on the show. I love both of those films. So pleased for Celeste and Nell. So here's what Celeste Bell and Nell Barlow had to say about winning, even if because of COVID, Nell Barlow wasn't actually able to be there on the night. It was just such a big celebration for us, you know, such a huge recognition. We weren't expecting two awards, you know, so it was such a a surprise. It was the Rain Dance one and the best documentary. Yes, yes. So Rain Dance Discovery um, Award, which was 
fantastic and and then yeah the you know big big one best documentary so yeah we were just overjoyed and it's been such a long journey making this film so I think you know we we all really <laughs> we were in the mood to celebrate. What I loved was the Reynolds Award you accepted it and it was great and then when you got the documentary award you then dedicated it that you thanks everyone else who'd worked on the film of course as you must and then you went oh you know who I must thank is my mum who yeah. the film's about and who that that's the whole reason I mean you didn't thank her in the first one which was probably yeah you were like oh crikey I forgot <laughs> um but that was so so moving to thank her in this in this second one what did that mean to you to be able to dedicate the award to her everything because yeah you know there wouldn't be any film without my mum the film's about my mum and for me it's very bittersweet all of these type of um you know, any recognition in that sense, any award, uh, even being nominated, it's bittersweet because, you know, she really deserves all the awards. And it's it's such a shame she wasn't given more awards when she was uh, alive. She did win one. She won the Woman of the Year, I think, in 1980. I believe it was 1980. But yeah, she deserves so many more. It's almost like you've brought her a new generation of listeners. I think so. I think so. You know, the great thing about my mum's music is it does appeal to every generation. You know, obviously the original fans from the 70s and that was always going to be our core audience as well from, from for the film. And a lot of those people, they really supported us with our initial crowdfunding campaign. But then at the same time, there are always, you know, young people who are discovering X-Respects, discovering polystyrene. I think thanks to the internet and, you know, you can you can find anything, can't you? You know, through social media, YouTube, things like that. So a lot of young people, you know, teenagers, they discover polystyrene in that way and then they love it. You know, they, they're really passionate about it her music well you had a lot of faith in yourself obviously to make this uh, and it's come beautifully to life i loved it i've i've seen it so many times uh, and I've, i feel very proud of it and proud for you delighted that you could finally join me to actually talk about it it's been really really lovely to to meet you and so nice to see you dancing around barefoot <laughs> <laughs> uh, the heels the heels were just like not to be worn for longer than two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and your producer seemed to be, he, 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 you know, you had the award, the nice two, like, Biffer Awards, uh, and he had, like, a bottle of champagne. I mean, they're heavy, those bottles of champagne. He, he And he was brandishing <laughs> it about quite happily, Paul. <laughs> it was great to see your table was one of the most lively and excited tables there. <laughs> I think so, yeah, I think so. We were very excited. <laughs> well, that's what... That's what punk would have wanted, isn't it? That's what your mum would have wanted. And from Celeste Bell, we go to Nell, to Nell Barlow, who's also a winner at the Biffers. So <laughs> you won the Breakthrough Award. Yes. So this is your breakthrough performance. What a fantastic thing to win. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was really, really like, ecstatic. <laughs> and there you were, what, you just tested positive for COVID? Yeah, about two hours before I was meant to leave, I um, just did another one and um, just to double check and was positive. So I had to call off the whole whole brigade. And so then how did you find out that you'd won? Because if it's a couple of hours before you go, they must have just, because you know, sometimes when they, they do messages in advance, they tell the person in advance, but you they were expecting on the night, I assume. Yeah, no, I, I got a phone call um, and uh, I... Yeah, it was like unbelievable. I couldn't. I actually couldn't believe it. Oh. Uh, it was the biggest shock. You must have just. What did you do? I mean, you're on. You're, you're sitting there, and you just what went? What me? Have you got the right number? 
I know. I just feel like it didn't really sink in. And then I, I've basically I've been isolating from my family downstairs. Mm. I just like screamed down from the from the top of my where my room is. I'm like, I won. <laughs> then my mum sort of said, Oh my god. <laughs> it was so cute on the night, honestly, because uh, Michelle, her, your producer, Michelle yeah. Antonio, had had one something already. Producer, but, yes. So yeah. she went up and had spoken and was all excited. And then and then she had to get up and get away. <laughs> oh, it's me again. <laughs> it's amazing. So, great for the film, right? Yeah, really. Oh, I, I was so, um, yeah, I was so proud. And uh, just to like, yeah, to to support the film and, and to get the film those awards that it needs. So, yeah. yeah well, tell us about the, your, your character now that you won this this uh, breakthrough performance for. So AJ, who is the character I played, is a 17-year-old um, environmentally conscious, uh, depressed lesbian uh, from Dunstable, which is near Luton, uh, who lives with her kind of quite dysfunctional family of all women uh her mother and her little sister so they kind of go on this holiday to sort of have this kind of kind of trying to reconnect and i think basically which aj doesn't realize but kind of the reason they go on this holiday is to get aj to sort of heal a bit or heal her moods or heal her her new found lesbianism no, not her newfound lesbianism because it, it it's not a coming out film, which I think is important to say. Uh, the coming out is kind of already done, mm. has been sort of accepted, and hasn't really made a fuss of. It's I think it's more about the state that AJ's in, and she's in quite a state before she gets there. Like her dad's left, she gets suspended from school, she's angry. Yeah, she's had a few things going on, and I think uh, yeah. So I think I suppose it's to kind of heal just heal herself really yeah a little yeah. bit yeah but that's what I, as you say it's not a coming out film and when i spoke to marley uh or when it was uh, at the uh bfi flair festival the lgbtq plus festival mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously i spoke to joe on the show as well so i've had a lot of sweetheart <laughs> up on the show um mm-hmm. and it's great to get you what i love about it is that it's a falling in love film or a coming of age film it's not a coming out film yeah exactly it is it's a love story and it's a love story between her family as well it's like a love story between aj and isla but it's also a love story between aj and her mum do you know why you won the award do they give you a citation or anything for being fabulous or for being great or for bringing i don't know something to the screen do you know what it was for do you get it i wish i wish i did i love a bit of praise yeah, i know big... <laughs> praise on me no haven't had any no i don't know the answer is i don't know um no, no idea. <laughs> no, be honest here, Nell Barlow. Have you ever practiced it? Have you ever practiced an acceptance speech before? <laughs> that is such a mean <laughs> question. That is the meanest question. Of course I have. <laughs> of course I have. Because it's just it's it's kind of partaking in the like the daydream fantasy, isn't it? I'm a big. I talk to myself a lot in private. No, you've got, you got quarantine for ten days now. You get used to it. <laughs> Oh, no, I know. I slightly lost my mind. I've been here for four days. So <laughs> you're catching me when I'm slightly, to be slightly off. Um, <laughs> I'm slightly going bad. Um, but yeah, um, of course. I know you broke through with this and people need to catch up with Sweetheart. Have you done something else as a, as a result of it? Are you going to now go out and about and say, look, I've got my Biffa Breakthrough Award. Here I am. I'll stab you with it if you don't give me the next part. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I need to do because uh, everything feels very sort of 
it's starting to happen, which is uh, uh, which is lovely. Um, I haven't got anything concrete at the moment. Um, I've done some great short films. I'm about to do an amazing short film for uh, a director called Kate Cox, hmm. who um, her film Vert, which was well, I think it didn't. I think it won the Vimeo Choice Critics Choice Award at the at South by Southwest. She's amazing. Anyway, I'm doing a short film for her next weekend, um, which I'm really excited about. But um, uh, in terms you're of like, free? you're gonna be free. You're gonna be around. You're gonna be allowed. Bless them, they have pushed it back. So my isolation ends on Wednesday, so that will be I'll be well in the clear by then. So they very kindly have moved the dates. It was supposed to be this weekend happening. Um, Great. No, no other jobs. Just, um, just, just, just. Wow. So now you can go out armed with the the winner of the Biffa Breakthrough. Literally armed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you got it yet? Yeah. Look. Show us. <laughs> Ooh. That's it nice. Amazing! It's so light as well, and it's made out of recycled plastic bags. They they were gonna. They told me this. I'm gonna take a picture of that and you. Yeah. Okay, hooray! <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, no, stay, stay there. Go and do it again. Show me it. I keep smelling it, even though it smells of nothing. It's right in front of your face. Put it on your side so I can see your face. <laughs> ah, there you go. Hey, as if you've won it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, kicking off season three, our awards season specials, with two glowing awards winners fresh from the Biffers there. Now, I was supposed to be in Berlin, probably right now, this weekend, for the European Film Awards. But, alas, that's been downscaled due to the latest Covid developments, well, around Europe, but particularly in Germany. It's still taking place, but in a virtual form. And I'm hoping my next guest will come away with some prizes for his wonderful film, the Hand of God. He's competing for Best Film, Best Director and Best Screenplay in what I'm sure will just be the start of a long award season for this film. It's already won the Grand Jury Prize in Venice, where I first saw it. Uh, and uh, it's actor Filippo Scotti, who uh, won the Marcello Mastroianni Prize for Young Actor. He is, of course, the director Paolo Sorrentino, who directed uh, the Oscar-winning Great Beauty in 2013, uh, he made Youth, This Must Be The Place, The Consequences of Love, Family Friend, and on TV did The Young Pope. Uh, he's quickly become one of the most stylish and distinctive of the new generation of Italian filmmakers. Uh, and The Hand of God is about Diego Maradona. It's about family and grief. It's about how his young life was influenced. It's a memoir. It's a very personal film. Uh, and of course, it's set in Naples. So I began by asking Paolo Sorrentino about what Naples and its people meant to him. Naples is the city where I grew up. All the world, all the things I know, all my culture is uh, given by Naples. So it's something that I am not able to tell because it's me. It's, uh, it's, uh, so it's not something that I know. It's something that I have inside uh, myself. And... Uh, and then Naples is a strange, complicated city. Everybody uh, has done this exercise to figure out uh, the city. I give up. I am the younger of the, all these important minds, so I prefer to give up. But you just made a film about it, and you had to you had to discover what it means to you. Now. It was not a movie about Naples. It, it's a movie about a boy that grew, um, grew up in Naples. It's different, so it's not about a city. There is the city because I, um, it's, it's an autobiographical movie about me and I grew up over there, 
but it's the city that uh, I knew by chance going around uh, my house and going around when I was a young boy. Yeah. It seems to me mm-hmm. I got married in Sorrento, uh-huh. but I also go to Naples every time, yeah. um, that this family, these people, mm-hmm. nevertheless, what you say, reflect the soul of Naples. All of these are produ- prodotti di Napoli. Yeah, they, they are a popular uh, reflection of the city. Yeah, the, the, my the family that I um, put on the center of the stage, it's also the family of many, many Napolitan people. Yeah, I am pretty sure about that. <laughs> we, we were not so original, yeah. No, but you have the grandmother who eats the, the, the bufala mozzarella, yeah. for example. Yeah. Is, is this, is, is this your, your family? Yeah, 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 it's something, it's something true. We have the religion of the mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, this, I, I love this aspect of uh, seeing yeah. this. But is this because I'm, I'm British and I like to see some exotic foreign land? Yeah, 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 I know, I know, no, I know. But it's not so exotic for us. We, of course, it's, it's our life. Yeah. Mm. It's normal life. It, 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 sometimes it, it, it looks like a, a exaggerating or a grotesque, but um, we don't perceive uh, that stuff like uh, grotesque. It's our reality. Mm. Or oh, it was our reality, because the movie is set in the 80s, and in the meantime, many things are changed. Yeah. yeah. Is it difficult to, to film 80s Naples, because half of it has disappeared, or is much of the city the same as it was in the Roman times? No, of course some things are, are changed, but um, not too much. So many things are the same. Yeah. 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 If you try to do London in the 80s, it's difficult. We yeah, have changed I a lot. Yeah, 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 but uh, uh, Naples is not rich like London, so they, they, they didn't change too many things no. in the years. It is rich in many other things. Yeah. It is rich in culture, it is rich in passion, it is rich in spirit. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the day that uh, Diego Maradona signed for... For Napoli, it's several days where there was the rumors, 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 mm. and then suddenly Maradona appeared like a god. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Did you, you went to see him play? Yes, always, mm-hmm. all the all the Sundays. Yeah. I have been at the stadium to see Maradona. Yes, and you were come to the abonato? Is that yes. the word? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the movie, there is uh, the scene where my father gave me the the card. Yeah. Go yeah. to see the movie, yeah. uh, to, to see the, <laughs> the, the um, football matches. Yeah. So at the same time, you were important for movies, movies of Maradona, movies of Maradona. First was Maradona? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a form of art. Maradona plays football or a movie, a good movie. They are similar things. It's art. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, it was uh, my school. And do you, re- you remember the, the feeling of going to, I go to Arsenal, and I remember when Dennis Bergkamp, Thierry Henry, came to yeah. Ivory, and the place changed. Not just the not just the stadium, the town. Everything yeah. changed. The, the energy of this genius. Do you remember? The, you, can you describe the the feeling you got entering the the, the stadium and seeing Maradona, this artist? Yeah, play? I, I can remember very well. It's not easy for me to describe uh, in English for sure, but also in Italian language, it's not easy to describe the feeling and the, the emotion, the the greatness, uh, and also the the feeling of freedom that uh, the football can bring because um, suddenly there is uh, a new hope and a new hope brings uh, an unconscious new freedom. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you felt it, you can feel it. You yeah. feel it in the film, so I, I assume this 
because also when you know we, we football can change the yeah. the feeling of the town you yeah. know it could be depressed and it's suddenly that's true that's true that's true, true. above all in naples that was a city before maradona arrived was a city that uh, was in a dark situation it was a, 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 an uneasy city yeah yeah. So Maradona changed the perspective of the um, the hopes in that town. Hmm. And Maradona is still a god in Naples. You see the big yes. buildings with his picture on. Yes. He's an icon. Yes, more than uh, usual because now he is not uh, among us. So he's a god more than before. Before was real. Now he's a god. Yeah. How did you feel when he died? When when God proved to be immo- uh, to be mortal after how all? Can I feel? How, how can I? How can I feel? How everybody feels when uh, somebody that um, did the steps with you in the life dies? Yeah. yeah. Because I, me, I, he had, I, I loved him as a player. Obviously, he did the hand of God against my team. So this was sad, but I still think he's a, a, a fantastic player. But you saw him every week. You know, yes. you, you have this relation you shouted at him maybe he le- maybe you met him yeah i don't think so but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many Every, everyone in naples must have they must have met that yeah. Maradona. people were shout, shouting in in those sundays yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah what can i say it's 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 a, a part of my life i grew up with him i i was lucky because uh, he arrived when i was a young boy so I was, I was excited and, and enthusiastic because I was young. Did you have a poster of him on your wall in your bedroom, picture of Maradona? I have uh, many things of Maradona, Tom, a T-shirt. Um, yes, uh, I have also the cover of uh, L'Equipe and uh, of uh, another uh, um, another France magazine when he died mm-hmm. that uh, wrote uh, Dieu. A mort. Yeah, I have a wonderful photo that my that uh, my uh, my friend, the photographer, did many years ago in black and white when Maradona kicked the um, the ball during a training mm-hmm. session. Ah. I have many things. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, cinema posters as well on your wall. No. 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 Nothing. No. I am not a big fan of cinema poster. No. No. Even <laughs> no. your own. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a black and white of no. Fellini or black and white of uh, Tony Savino. I don't know why. No, I have some pictures of uh, of poster of my movies that I didn't uh, use, like poster. Yeah, pictures of my movies. I have something of Tony Savino. Yeah, but I have not poster of movies that I loved. Uh-huh. No. In your movie. Your young Alter Ego, yeah. he 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 meets a filmmaker, and this changes his life. Yeah. Did you see a film that changed your life? Many movies. When I started to be to be a fan of movies, I saw Fellini, Scorsese, uh, Italian movies. Uh, so there are many movies. Yeah. And the one that you said, Ah, I can be a filmmaker now. Yeah, Nuovo Cinema Paradiso of Tornadore was a movie that uh, gave me the idea to to say, okay, it will be beautiful to do this, to do this job. Yeah, probably that movie. Yeah, one of, one of my favorites also, uh, and the music as Morricone as well. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is a dream, so it 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 was important for me. Yeah.
you can go to any movie set in the past like time travel give you the magic where would you go to hollywood to bollywood to chinechita to see a film that you love being made or one scene being shot maybe i would love to go to visit the the set of the movies of billy wilder probably yeah in Hollywood, the Hollywood or the Berlin yeah, or the no, Greek? In Hollywood, in Hollywood, that Hollywood of the 50s or the 60s, I think that it could be interesting. Would you, the apartment or some like it hot? Nah, there are so many movies of, uh, of Billy Wilder. Uh, maybe it's, uh, maybe um, Sunset Boulevard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you in the swimming pool with the yes. face down? Yeah, I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you can go to a location you see the films and they have amazing locations i mean your your film i want to go to napoli because i've seen it what is there a film that you've seen the best location and you i i, I want to go there because you've seen it in a film me a, a location that i have seen in the movie. Or maybe that you shot in your favorite one no there is a location in italy that i would love to go to shoot that i have seen in several movies that's uh, it's the um, uh, the, the most important river that we have in Italy called the Po. Yeah. There is the place where the, I don't know how to say in English, where the river um, uh, joins with the sea. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's an unbelievable uh, geographical place. where es the Estuary. The estuary, estuary, yeah. yeah. Full of birds and animals. And uh, there is a strange light, uh, very gray. And it's something that I would love to go to shoot. I have seen in the movies of Antonioni, of uh, a, a director called Augusto Genina. Yeah, so I would love to go there. This is, I've never seen this. I'd like to see this. Yeah, What's your favorite musical moment in all of cinema? It can be a musical from a, a musical, or it can be just a use of music to accompany uh, action. Mm. I don't know, but uh, probably... Probably the opening sequence of Jackie Brown of Quentin Tarantino. I love that. Bobby Womack across the 110th Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Greer on the. Sam Greer on the uh, airport. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 good. That's good. That's uh, very good. A very very good choice, yeah. Paolo Sorrentino. I have to yeah. say. I ask you because you use music so beautifully yeah. yourself. I love your. Your, your party in Grande Bellezza, where yeah, everyone's yeah, dancing. Ta ta Tarantino teach the two old directors in the world how to use the music in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> And if you can tell me, what what do you watch do yourself? Do you watch movies? Do you watch television? What have you been? What have you seen any good films lately? 
But I watch mostly football matches. I prefer to see football. Yeah, yeah. No, no, of course I see movies and TV series. I have seen uh, The Crown. That's a wonderful TV series. I have seen... Um, but I, I am not a good uh, <coughs> spectator because uh, I skip movies and TV series for years and then I try to to recover, but I am not so good, so uh, I don't know, I don't know. You don't watch... Well, what I see all days are football matches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to tell me that the best one you saw was the final of the European Championships, Italy against England? You're going to tell me this? I can I can say this here. I can, I can say this only if I am outside of England. <laughs> it's fine, I'm, 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 I'm okay now. Yeah, no, but I don't know. I, I love to see... But I love the football in every situation. I will, uh, For example, now in Italy, the, 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 some channels are uh, showing uh, the, um, the women football, mm-hmm. and I love to see that. Yeah. So um, for me, it's not important if um, Italy against England in the final of European. For me, it's beautiful to see football player. Yeah. Yeah. I, me too. That's what I like to put on instead. Something that relaxes me, mm-hmm. puts me in a good uh, mood. More than an album of music. No, even the music, yeah. even the music. Yeah, yeah. but, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I am a, 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 a great listener of music. Yeah. What do you listen to? Everything. Now with Spotify, uh, I can listen everything. So I, I now everything. I, I have no. Um, preference i like classical music rock electronic now i found out uh, the trap music uh, so everything yeah. are you doing some trap now paolo yeah, my son is 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 driving me in this uh, complicated world but i am <laughs> i am learning some <laughs> things yeah. and if you had to make me one dish i come to your house in naples we'll watch some football you're going to make me dinner lunch maybe uh-huh. for, uh, for 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 so we can watch the football what would you make me a typical Typical dish. dish for me in Naples, the pizza. Oh, the pizza. We invented the pizza. So what else? <laughs> Just pizza. Uh, but, yeah, but what type of pizza? Just pizza? Any toppings? There what? are so many types. I, I am also a good maker of pizza. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah, make yeah, a yeah. decent pizza. I am, I am very good. What is a pizza Sorrentino? No, no, it's it's very simple, but um, no, no, nothing, nothing special. But uh, Just cheese, tomato, nothing, yes. basil. Yes, basil. Yeah, yeah, on the margherita. That's margarita. Yeah. That's the pure pizza. Yeah. And for pasta, no? You don't have a special sauce for me? Not me. You have to ask my wife. My <laughs> wife is a wonderful uh, chef. I am just a pizza maker. Yeah. Yeah, no, because your films make me hungry as well. This is the other thing about know, this film. I know, me too. <laughs> now now yeah, we, we are pretty ready. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a pizza. Yeah, before you order your pizza to watch The Hand of God, it's in cinemas, but it's also on Netflix right now. Uh, let's see if it's going to be a winner. I'm sure it will be at some point. It's already a winner with us. Um, but to celebrate its release, you can be a winner because Netflix have kindly offered you, dear Seen Any Good Films Lately listeners, the chance to recreate some of the Italian magic in your own home with this special recipe book. I've got it here because we heard there that food plays an important part in the film, but also in Paolo's life. 
Uh, and uh, we heard that he makes the pizza and his wife does the other stuff. Well, Daniela D'Antonio, Sorrentino is her name. Uh, she's a journalist for La Repubblica, but she's also a cookbook writer. And here it is. This is recipes handed down throughout the years and the Politan stuff. This is how you make it. And this recipe book can be yours. It's our first competition and the first episode of the new season. Not seen any good films lately. Had any good meals lately? Well, you can with this. So this is the cookbook that goes with the hand of God. All you've got to do to win it is tell me what shirt number did Diego Maradona wear at Napoli? Email your answer to sagful at jasonsolomons.com and we'll send you this cookbook. The first answer in sagful, S-A-G-F-L, at jasonsolomons.com. So that's it for the first of our award season podcast. Winners all the way on Seen Any Good Films Lately. I'll be back next week with some results from the European Film Awards and hopefully I can track a winner down virtually because we're also going to hear from the amazing Swedish actress Nomi Rapace who's starring in European film nominee Lamb. And of course, she was once the girl with a dragon tattoo. Might have some new nominations news for you too as my own critic circle announces their contenders must get my ballot in before midnight on the 12th. <laughs> Quickly, uh, it's that end of year feeling and that end of year thing. So like, rate, subscribe, please. So you never miss a show during the ongoing glamour and clamour of this awards season. And to keep up with all the film recommendations, you'll need to be right in the know. We've already heard on this show, so you've got some homework to do to catch up. So definitely catch up with Sweetheart. It's on BFI Player. You can definitely watch Polystyrene. I am a cliche. I love that punk documentary uh, by Celeste Bell. That's also on modernfilms.com. The best way to watch that. Modernfilms.com, although it is on Curzon and I think BFI Player as well as Amazon. But modernfilms.com. You can hear more from Celeste Bell on my radio show, Totally Wired Radio. Uh, go to their website and the catch up and the Jason Solomon show. There's a big in-depth interview with Celeste on her night of triumph and the music of her mum on X respect so that's your bit of homework as i say hand of god definitely one to watch on netflix so you got quite a lot of recommendations from this very first episode of season three have seen any good films lately because we have it's all very exciting so let's go out with another of my top recommendations it is of course from the original west side story the new version of which is is already my tip for the best uh, best picture come the oscars come the end of all of this i've been shower singing everything from it all week <laughs> it's really got into me. So let's go. Vámonos muchachos. Es tarde. Adiós. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>